Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What kind of fruit is Mr. Lund? He's a gourd. A winter gourd? Perhaps. Then why is he always wearing a summer hat? <laughs> Maybe he's a summer nut squash. Maybe. A summer nut squash? Some are, and some are not. Hmm. Summer squash. Mm-hmm. Some are not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come on, that was pretty good. That was off the dome. Welcome to the Crunch, the only podcast that has the heart of a lion and a lifetime ban from the zoo. It's your boy. Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, <laughs> I gotcha. I did a joke. That was good. You like that one? That was good. Yeah. I told that joke like in my at, um, in my graduation speech in high school. Uh-huh. It, it killed. I'll tell That's you. It's really good. Yeah. The heart of a lion. A <laughs> I like how they didn't get it back. That's nice. <laughs> they just were like, it's easier to ban this guy from the zoo than try to stage. <laughs> this man a, killed a lion. <laughs> we're not going to get anything back. To stage an operation oh my to, to heist the Lionheart back. <laughs> That's actually what Ocean's 15 is about. Oh, it's man. about the heisting of the Lionheart back. I have, I have some good news. Oh, I'd love to hear the good news. I have some good news. The good news is, finally got her. I got Phoebe. You, you took her down? Did you? <laughs> Just busted down the door like, please, nobody move. No, so we're we're at home and we're at her home in Texas, and there's two dogs here, Milo and 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 Albie. And Milo does the classic like dog stretches, right? So mm-hmm. he does the downward facing dog, right? Yeah. He did the downward facing dog stretch, and I went oop down dog, and then he did the upward facing dog stretch, and I went up dog. And Phoebe was like, <laughs> Phoebe. Phoebe goes, Phoebe goes up dog, and I'm like, yeah, up dog. She's like, what is that? And I was like, huh? She was like, I just got to pause. She was like. Are you gonna tell me? And I was like, Oh, you wanted to know. You don't know. And she's like, No, I thought you were gonna tell me. I was like, Oh no. And she's, I was like, What? What? What did you want to know? And she's like, What is up, dog? And I was like, Hey, <laughs> nothing much. What's up with you? <laughs> and right now she's outside in the living room hearing me scream tell that yeah. story. But yeah, <laughs> from half court. And she just, I was like, I was like, I have, I, have, I got a little fish on the hook. I was like, I gotta get it. Oh, I've never done this. Give before. it a little slack. Don't give pull it, it in yet. You, <laughs> you don't want to lose it. So yeah, that's my that's uh, I told that happened literally ten minutes ago, and I was like, Phoebe, this is gonna be the opening story on the Crunch podcast. That's amazing. <laughs> it was good. How's your week going? It's pretty good, pretty, pretty good. Yeah, things are going pretty good. Yeah, you want to talk about it? 
No. You're like those <laughs> girls on Facebook who would be like, sad lyric from My Chemical Romance song. And everyone's like, what's wrong? What's and wrong? she's like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Very clearly, you do want to talk about Very it, Samantha. want to talk about it. But only the one guy that you think is cute from your chemistry class who's not me. Anyway. <laughs> I was, yeah. Uh, things things are fine. I'm just stressed, man. Stressful. Ooh, yeah. Stressful. Got a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on. I feel like I'm I'm uh, you know how sometimes in like the military, they kind of mm-hmm. do like what you would they like, they like attack from the front, but then also from the sides and then also from the back. That's called losing. That's just called getting 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 your butt whooped. That's what I feel like right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know how in the military sometimes they kill people? That's that's, <laughs> that's how I that's feel. How I feel like I feel. I'm getting absolutely killed. Murdered. I feel like I'm getting I, I the SEAL Team Six is at my house, but instead of it being the SEAL Team Six, it's like my job and life and stuff. So yeah, stressed generally, uh, empty tank. Mm-hmm. So I understand. You kind of get this. It's hard. yeah, but you, it's, but you're yeah. here. But you're I'm podcasting. here. I'm podcasting. I've had a beautiful, beautiful time of prayer. Over lunch, we, we did a little bit of Lexio Divina with some friends of mine over this upcoming Sunday's gospel. Huge. It was, it was very good, very needed. Um, I did learn something about one of our good friends. Mm. Uh, you you probably know him by the name of Taylor Marshall. Oh, no. You learned something about Taylor Marshall? I did learn something about Taylor Marshall. So this, as far as I'm aware, I don't know. I don't know if this story is true or not, but it sounds true. So there's okay. a guy, there's a guy at a gala. This is quite possibly gossip. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's not, it's not gossip. It's not He's gossip. a public figure. It doesn't count. It's not, it's not, I didn't actually learn anything about, this is a story about. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, there's a guy that was at this gala with, with TM, right? At the, the, he lives at the diocese, the Dallas archdiocese. And I don't know if they're the archdiocese, but no. is Dallas an archdiocese? It's no. probably. Wait, archdiocese is Galveston, Houston. Yeah. Galveston, Houston. Okay, Houston's so. like the third biggest city in the country. Is it really? Yeah, I think it'd beat Chicago. But anyway. Man, it seems like for whatever reason, when you get like into a certain state, things just kind of expand size-wise. Mm-hmm. Like everything's bigger in Texas or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thought you'd be a pickup. No, I was, I, was like, I was like, I don't get it. The, the Diocese of Dallas has this gala, and there's this guy who I know through someone who knows through someone else. There's like six degrees of separation that the story has passed through. So <laughs> Kevin Bacon is closer to the center of this story than you correct. are. <laughs> so this guy is at this gala, right? And he's the he's the music person for the diocese or something. Gotcha. Like he's, he's in charge of music. He's DJ restoration. He's Yeah, he's really cool. Okay. And he, he, he perfectly blends, you know, the traditional with the contemporary and doesn't sacrifice the beauty of either, mm-hmm. you know, for the sake. True resource mont and a giornamento. Indeed. So he's sitting at a table and across from him uh, puts puts his booster seat up and then climbs into the chair. Taylor Marshall. Yeah. And <laughs> no, he's not short. He's five three. Alex Tashugala is just too big. <laughs> <laughs> you can't call him that. Uh, I cannot pronounce his last name and I will not try. And and Taylor Marshall is just lighting into this guy. He's like, why? Why are you doing all that fake? You know, why don't you? totally lean into traditional music why why are we sacrificing the beauty and the tradition of the church da, 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 da. just doing sure. his whole shtick to yeah this he's guy. doing his thing yeah and and this guy looks him in the face and says At whatever church he goes to, i think it's saint mary's or something it's the traditional church in sure the fsps or fssp church and he goes 
as soon as St. Mary's peels off the vinyl stained glass windows in their parish, I will start considering your opinions about music. <laughs> but until then, I will do no such thing. And Taylor Marshall was like, okay. That's fair. <laughs> and it's, uh, to my knowledge, the first time that Taylor Marshall has ever been beat down in a public setting. That's awesome. So That's awesome. I was thinking about this the other day. Not Taylor Marshall specifically. But you know what I was thinking of? Tell me. I was thinking about selection bias. Are you familiar with selection bias, Ethan? Um. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay. 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 Selection bias is when uh, you're trying to prove a point Mm -hmm. somewhat anecdotally and like... Yeah, it's really actually really hard to explain, but it is an example. Is an example is like uh, the the Kinney the Alfred Kinney um, experiments where he like took surveys of of random people on the street and was like the average uh, nine out of ten men has had a homosexual experience, right? Mm-hmm. And um, he did the survey in like the fifties, and it's like if you were to just ask a bunch of men on the street, most of them will not answer that question. They'll just be like, I don't want to talk about this. Yeah. But the ones that do answer are more likely to have to know, be gay. To be gay, yes. Yes. Um, also, if you're uh, if you're if you're walking a certain area of town, sure. So that that's selection bias, right? This is a completely opposite uh, example. But I was talking to a core team member about Protestantism, and I, you know, I made an offhanded joke about like, oh yeah, you know, they seem to evangelize better. And he's like, you know, I think that might be selection bias. And I was like, huh? Go on. And he was like. Because we had we had a Protestant girl that came to Life Teen, and I was like, you know, they, these Protestants they just raise them differently. And he's like, I think that might be selection bias because the kind of Protestant kid that is willing to come to a Catholic youth group is also the kind of Protestant kid who would be into their faith. Yeah, that's you true. know, just so happens. Hmm. And I started to realize why Rick Warren and Mark Driscoll and Andy Stanley are so successful. It's because um, they pull from like a, a, a 100 mile radius for their churches, right? They pull from these huge demographic spans and so their church is big not and it's big and good at evangelizing not because they're doing something right but because they they are able to pull in the people that are just naturally good at evangelizing right Mm -hmm. and i was like so maybe perhaps it's not good to model our churches after uh after the the wide swath suburban parish because you know not every church can can do it not every sorry the wide the wide suburban mega church Mm -hmm. um because not every parish can do that because not every parish can pull from the entire city Similarly, the same argument can be made like, oh, Protestants tend to evangelize better because look at their faithful churches. I think a similar argument can be made about the Latin mass communities in various Mm. dioceses. Mm -hmm. Look, these Latin mass communities, the Latin mass, it's thriving. It's thriving. Look at all these young families. Look at all these young men who want tradition. Yeah, it's it's a selection bias because the kind of people that are willing to drive to go to a Latin Mass are also the kind of people that will be willing to evangelize. You know, the yes. kind of people that can appreciate a, a Latin Mass are the kind of people that are into their faith. Yeah, and so it's a li- I think it's a little bit of a selection bias. So that's my. So yes, Listen. anyway, Taylor Marshall, if you have a response to that selection bias critique, um, please. Uh, that's Ethan at thecrunchcast dot com. Yeah, Ethan at thecrunchcast dot com. <laughs> and it's just that one. It's the only one. I think that is really interesting. Hmm. Thank you. I yeah, I don't. I don't have much to add. I, I need to ruminate. I need to sit in a little stew. Sure. 
yeah, I, th I think uh, I think we need to, to recognize that um, correlation does not equal causation, and, and occasionally our biases, mm -hmm. we're very bad at as human beings at statistics. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you think that the statisticians would be able to see through all of this and then just become like the emperor of each country that they live in because they can control the data. But somehow they all end up teaching freshmen at the local university. Which, <laughs> That's so nice of them. <laughs> it is very kind of them that they yeah. can take power whenever they wanted because they don't do that. Yeah. In theory. In theory. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think we do. I, I think we are generally very bad at uh, doing the correlation causation thing. Because it's like it's not because you have a uh, uh, you you attend this particular thing or you have this particular lifestyle or you insist on wearing a suit jacket even when it's a hundred degrees outside even though nobody's asked you to <laughs> <laughs> like that doesn't those things don't mean that automatically you know you're you have a thriving faith or you have this set of the other yeah. thing you know yeah hmm yeah that's just the thing I was I think I was ruminating on yesterday because. Hmm. Because like Phoebe and I were going back and forth about it. She's like, but like they do, they are really successful at evangelizing the the mm -hmm. Protestant churches. And I was like, because they pull from an hour. Like I, I, I seriously, I know people who, the girl that comes to my youth group, um, that's a Protestant girl. She uh, goes to school in Robinson and she and her family drive 30 minutes to go to a church across town every wow. Sunday morning. Wow. And that's a pretty far drive. That's a pretty far And that's drive. not how the Catholic church is set up. The Catholic church yeah. is set up to serve a neighborhood. Yes. To drive around in it. And you could, I mean, you could, we could set up churches like this. I mean, we, we're kind of starting to, but it's like, it's not, that's fine if you want to only evangelize the people that are going to drive to your church. Let's, that's let's think about the, about let's that. think about the things that I would drive 30 minutes to two hours for. I would drive 30 minutes to get to a convenient movie time. <laughs> I would drive 30 minutes to an hour to go see a, a, a sporting event. Mm -hmm. I would drive that amount to maybe go to a restaurant that is really nice. Uh, I would drive that far to um, go to the rodeo. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> like all these things, like you drive that far when it's like a thing that you get to consume. Yes. You know, it's yeah. like I'm, I'm making this time to, to granted. I also would drive that far to see my friends, see your friends. Yeah. But it's different. Correlation is not causation. <laughs> that wasn't used correctly. <laughs> Ethan, I have a question for you. Tell me. Did you do your job this week? Did you find oh, a did. Pittsburgh news? Yes, 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 yes. I found like five. Oh, you did? Yeah. Send so them we... all to me so I can have a backlog. No, I looked at them all. <laughs> we're, no, but we're... Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, you can you can, you can, can do one of the ones you found if you have a particularly nope. banging one. If you week. have a particularly okay. banging one. Well, great. I'm happy to not do research for the next five weeks because you have taken charge of this segment. <laughs> Regan, roll the bumper. It's going to be you editing the bumper in, isn't it? Yeah, I haven't <laughs> sent him. I haven't sent him the audio that he's requested. He's like, "Can you send me the MP3 of the thing?" It's like, "Dog, you can download the MP3 of my podcast on any number of podcast apps. You don't." It's need actually me to really send it. the syndication of podcasts is actually really simple. I don't know if you know how really simple syndication is on podcasts. It's actually it's called really simple. really simple syndication. That's what RSS. R stands. RSS. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna delete this from the thing. Uh, okay, so I was I was a little bit encouraged when the KDK KDKA to CBS Pittsburgh website had a funny news section yeah but there were only two articles in it and one of them was about people in kansas and the other one was the one from last week about the woman in the coffee <laughs> and, the, and the parrot so it's like man this is not very much funny news in pittsburgh but 
T R I B live. Trib. Tri- is that what they call it? Trib? Yeah. What is? Why is it Trib? I think it might be Tribune. Oh. Is Tribune such a long word that we needed to? <laughs> <laughs> no, we need to. We need to shorten Tribune. All right. So this is uh, welcome to Pittsburgh News, the only segment that brings you the hottest and greatest news coming from the second largest metropolitan in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, the old <laughs> GH. That's what I call Pittsburgh to remember it in my mind how to spell it. <laughs> it used to Patrick, be spelled with just a G. Really? Yeah. And then who took it from them? No, no, they, they added an H. Why did they add the H? I don't know. There's also a city that's north of Pittsburgh called West Pittsburgh, and that doesn't have an H at the end. So that's crazy to me. It is weird. Yeah, 376 West goes north to Newcastle. I don't understand. What? I know. It's weird. The Quakers, man. I think. Sure. <laughs> don't quote me on that. They, they were Masons, right? I think so, probably. Former Pittsburgh defense attorney gets five years in prison for marijuana distribution. I hope you had a, a good attorney. <laughs> A former defense attorney who became known for his satirical ads offering his ability to, quote, think like a criminal, will spend five years in prison for his role in a large-scale marijuana ring. Did you know that Saul Goodman lived in Pittsburgh? (laughs) Daniel Musig. Musig? I'm going to say that like it's U-E, so it's like my last name. Daniel Musig, 40, of Squirrel Hill. Oh wow! Yeah, do you know where that is? No, that's a that's a that's a fancy part of town. Provide some local color for me, please. Daniel Misig, forty of Squirrel Hill, was sentenced Tuesday by Senior U.S. District Judge Arthur J. Schwab to the mandatory prison sentence allowed. He pleaded guilty in November to conspiracy to distribute marijuana and possession with intent to distribute marijuana. It's always interesting to me that conspiracy is a crime. You know, like yeah. there's some guy in his basement going, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then they can just arrest him for that. No, you know? no, 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 no. no cons- conspiracy means like you're actually acting to do like you're you're planning and acting out. Well, OK, so is it planning or is it acting? No, no, no. It's not planning like with a with just by yourself. Charged with conspiracy means you're like conspiring. You're not just like you just you keep saying the same thing over and over. No, again. no, no. no. Conspiracy unclear. conspiracy means like formulating an actionable plan. It doesn't mean I think I think it's not a thought crime. So if I, I okay, so if I devise some kind, if I just have a, if I do like a Kevin from Home Alone style plan in crayon on my desk of how I'm gonna <laughs> rob a bank. It's a picture of a bank. <laughs> you in a mask. Yes. Holding a sack of money. <laughs> and you have like and little stripes and it's, it's like my an plan. In, and then an arrow out. And those are the, the two steps. <laughs> conspiracy. So you're telling me somebody finds that. I could get charged with conspiracy for robbery? No, there has to be like a reasonable intent. I don't know. There's, prob- there's you probably don't know. You don't know. There's probably words in the law about that. Right. So in my mind, the crime of conspiracy is just getting caught going like this and, and dapping your fingers together going, yeah. <laughs> with a... <laughs> with a corkboard behind you with a bunch of strings yeah that's that's what conspiracy is okay anyway it's just it's just a bunch of uh, marijuana leaves thumbtacked to the thing with a bunch <laughs> of strings in between them <laughs> that's his that's his marijuana conspiracy so his uh, his his gimmick was i know how to think like a criminal right and then, that's so, hilarious yeah. so prosecutors said misig was identified as a large-scale marijuana supplier primarily targeting braddock and operating out of a drug stash house on covode street on May 24th, 2019, investigators who had set up surveillance near the house said they saw people carrying large black trash bags with green stickers. 
<laughs> identifying the strain of marijuana from inside the house to vehicles parked outside. Patrick, if we, if and when we get into the drug business. Okay, yeah. And it, I have the idea to label our black trash bags with green stickers so that we know that there's marijuana in the black trash bags. Do not bags. throw away this garbage. Just shoot me. Because I'm going to be a liability to our operation. Listen, if you can't afford at least a house that has a garage for you to load your marijuana into the car, you're not good at the business, At that point, you might as well just load them into clear bags. You know? like (laughs) (laughs) This guy is is an attorney, but he says he can think like a criminal. But we've already come up with five different ideas of how you could do (laughs) a better job. Hire me to be your criminal attorney. Thank you. Yes. The crunch... crunch, 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 salting fee. <laughs> criminal crunch, salting fee. Yeah, five hundred dollars, and we'll tell we'll tell you how to be a better, better criminal. What is the mandatory minimum sentence on conspiracy I, to distribute drugs? I don't know. I'm get. Oh, Patrick, there's more to this nut that we're about to crack. <laughs> so that morning, Musig was seen carrying a black backpack into the house. The government said. <laughs> <laughs> Fire this reporter. Fire this reporter. <laughs> the government's always saying stuff. They were like, shoot, I forgot to get an attribution. Ah, just put the government. <laughs> the government said. <laughs> what branch of the government? <laughs> the Coast Guard was reporting to me. Okay. that's First of all, that's hilarious. That's really funny. So I was talking to the government, and he that's said. <laughs> <laughs> that's like how people quote science. You know, like science yes. says. The science says. Hmm, I don't know. That morning, Musig was seen carrying a black backpack into the house, the government said. (laughs) Later, he and another co-defendant carried two large boxes out of the house to a truck parked in the neighbor's driveway. The truck left, and police pulled it over, finding $400,000 in the boxes. (laughs) Inside the stash house, investigators said that they recovered 404 pounds of marijuana and $5,000 in cash. In their sentencing memo, seeking the mandatory five-year sentence... Prosecutors for the U.S. Attorney's Office cited Misig's 2014 video entitled Thanks, Dan, which I'm going to send you now and we're going to watch simultaneously. <laughs> okay, great. I, have, I have not seen this video. Uh, this is the first they time. They cited this as evidence? They cited this as evidence. Uh, I am very excited. I'm going to be placing this in the audio for this episode. Patrick, do you have it? I do have it. Yes. Okay. It's on YouTube.com. YouTube.com. Ready? Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Space three exclamation points. This is a three minute video. We're going to watch the first uh, 30 seconds and see if it gives us any any comedy here. Consequences. They sure suck, don't they? America was built on freedom, not on a bunch of people with more money than you telling you what you can and can't do with all their stupid laws. Laws are arbitrary. Oh, gosh. Oh gosh. What? 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 <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Oh gosh. <laughs> I'm a real defense attorney. <laughs> the best lawyer in the world. That was I can't believe that was real. Like I can't believe that was a I real guy. Someone Dude, Would, like dude, the best lawyer in the world. Right for all these guys doing all these crimes says in his ad, laws are arbitrary with air quotes. <laughs> what on earth? And 
obviously he's quite successful, Ethan. Yes, because he has a he has a, a, a an office in on two ten Grant Street, which is a high rise in downtown Pittsburgh. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. Really? Is it at least it's in downtown? Is it near the? Is it near Stanwick's Street? Dude, I think it is actually. <laughs> Oh boy, I'm gonna finish reading the article, but that or link in description. But you need to watch oh that my video because that was crazy. In 2014, when the video was made, it was viewed worldwide and both lauded and condemned. Misig told the Tribune Review at the time that it was intended to be ironic and funny, but also convey a serious message. <laughs> That's a contradiction, my friend. That's what I said when I made an objection, off, an off-color joke in high school. You know. <laughs> It was meant to be satire and also underscore a serious, serious point message. that I will make sure that you don't face the consequences. In its action. sentencing memo, the government noted that Misig is well-educated and has the means to support himself. But that was not enough, the prosecution wrote. Mr. Misig wanted more money. As a result, he decided to take a shortcut, employing his ability to, quote, think like a criminal and acting on his statement that, quote, laws are arbitrary by establishing a well-orchestrated illegal marijuana distribution operation in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that disclaimer at the end didn't do much for him. Nope. <laughs> uh, let's see here. If laws are arbitrary, so are disclaimers at the end of satirical videos. Exactly. <laughs> Despite his quick guilty plea in the case, he told the court, I don't agree with the law that I broke. <laughs> if if only if only that were a way to get out of legal trouble. Hey, hey Dan, Guys. hey Dan, keep your trap shut. <laughs> I don't know. I, I admit that I broke this law, but in my defense, I do not I agree with it. I think it's a stupid law. <laughs> Sir, do you realize you were speeding? Absolutely, but you know how ridiculous that is? Do you know how absolutely dumb you sound? Do you oh, know how ridiculous goodness. you sound? What you're just, you're just, what are you, what are you doing? Following laws like some kind of moron? <laughs> don't you know that laws are arbitrary? What a pansy following laws. He does say this. He says, uh, I'll take my punishment like a man, he said. I just hope one day soon I can be reunited with my family and community. More than two dozen people submitted letters on his behalf, describing describing him as considerate, kind, caring, and generous. All of also those a drug dealer. <laughs> all of those uh, letters were postmarked from the prison. <laughs> Sorry, that was uh, that was our Pittsburgh news for the day. That ended up in a place that I did not expect. That we were. I thought we'd just be making fun of this guy for being kind of dumb. Yeah. But it turns out he's mega dumb and mega dumb, super doesn't super, understand how super laws dumb, work. Super Dan is currently awaiting his uh, his second sentencing trial after he made bail and then went down to Stanwick Street and shot a man in both his <laughs> This guy taking the bar exam. It was your dumb exam? idea to use the green stickers. <laughs> this guy taking the bar exam and the the question on the bar, first question on the bar exam is like how many laws are there? And he's like it doesn't matter. It, it's all made up. The first question on the bar exam. <laughs> How many laws? More than two. Yeah. Correct. Lawyer. Yeah. Oh, it's, man. In this, in, in a situation like this, when person A has violated the contract of person B, and person B has uh, sued for breach of contract but did not do so within the time limits specified in contract A pertaining uh-huh. to addendum of contract C, what is the proper... So- it doesn't matter. Doesn't Don't, matter. Laws are all arbitrary. these laws are arbitrary, so I doesn't would just... Matter. I would side with whoever committed murder would be what I would do. <laughs> Great. You can be a lawyer. I want to make sure that whoever committed murder is the one who makes it out on top. Man. That's what I want. Okay. Well, never, never ends Pittsburgh. You know, it's quite, <laughs> a, it's, we're quite full of all kinds of news. So thank you quite for tuning in 
to Pittsburgh News, my new favorite segment of this podcast. I quite love the Pittsburgh News. Patrick, how do you feel about it? We're four weeks into Pittsburgh News. How do you feel? I feel pretty good. I think we're only this is only our third one. This is our fourth one because we did the shooting in the legs, the dog suffocation, the parrot sure. and the coffee, and now oh, that's right, this one. Wow, we have to keep behind. an even number. We can only do a certain number of animal stories. Yeah, to, we can't. Yeah, because otherwise we'll be just Buzzfeed. So, yeah. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Do you want to get into some kind of topic? Oh boy, do I want to get into a topic? I told Ethan called me. He was like, "Hey guys, okay, hold on, hold on." I, <laughs> I called I you and it. was like, "Hey guys." <laughs> he was like, "He was like, hey guy, um, I need uh, you got a topic," and I was like, "I do," and he was like, "All right, let's let's." So okay, I I don't I hold on I got I got I got to warm up this bit. This is I'm really excited. This one's an oldie but a goodie. I'm nervous. Guys, welcome to another installment of Patrick Talks About Gender Complementarity. Oh. Oh, dear. No, Patrick, stop taking your shirt off. What? No, stop. Stop. Put your shirt back on. Oh, dear. I feel like I should have to be paying to watch this. That's right, folks. It's time to get back into gender complementarity with Patrick and Ethan. We're going to talk about activity. We're going to talk about passivity. We're going to talk about uh, the before the fall. Let's go. Okay. Uh, did you like that bit? Was it funny? I would like to request a transfer <laughs> to another podcast. Please. I, I want have, to talk about gender commentary. I still have four years of college eligibility. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> in podcasting. <laughs> I, I, I was never an athlete in college, so. No? Yeah, I feel like I oh, could go that's back. Right. And, I could go back and compete. Like how J.R. Smith it. played in the NBA for like 15 years, and then he went back to college, and now he's on the <laughs> golf team. <laughs> Did they not let him on the basketball team? Uh, I don't think he wanted to play basketball anymore. I think he just <laughs> you know, wanted, that's he, fair. He wanted to get his degree, and he, he plays golf. That's fair. I guess at that point you get bored. Yeah. 
You know, it's kind of like when you're like, like, I'm going to get all these cheat codes, and then you play the game, and you're like, wait, this isn't fun with all the cheat codes. Yeah. I also don't know, like, if you're an, a former NBA player, like, do you really want to play on a team of college kids? Yeah, you know? probably not. Like, when you've been playing the game at the highest level for 15 years. Yeah. Admittedly, J.R. Smith was not the brightest of bulbs when he uh, was in the NBA. But you still, you know, be different. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what are we, we're talking about complementarity of men and women, because it sounds like you had an assignment for school. <laughs> I did not. Oh, but wait. I, I, well, I do have an assignment for school, but I didn't. I wasn't assigned something on gender complementarity. I see. I, I realized something yesterday, and I want to talk about it. Okay, is that is it that men are like waffles and women are like spaghetti? I want to. I wanted to leave now. <laughs> I have that book on my shelf, and I, sometimes I read it when I want to like cringe a little bit. You know. Yes. Boys have box brains and girls have spaghetti brains if i have a box brain how come whoever wrote this book has spaghetti brains i'll tell you that much that's i'll tell you what (laughs) anyway um yeah i don't know so i've I've been doing the uh i've been doing the 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 mission the theology the body mission this week and i'm doing i have to do a i have to do a paper for class and i was rereading edith stein 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 i I don't know, like it keeps coming back up and I kind of want to talk about it because I, Ethan, do you know if anyone's talking about transgenderism? Nobody's talking about it. I mean, like, I'm I'm asking this question seriously. Do you know if anyone's like, any Catholic people are talking about this? Um, I don't, I think people are talking about it in a social culture war kind of way. Yeah. And it's just all kind of assumed that the complementarity piece and the men and women piece is just mostly understood. People are really just upset about that there's guys competing as women in sports. I feel like is what people are really upset. That's about. like a super non-issue, though. Oh yes, in in terms of things that matter. Yeah, guy presenting as woman, playing in women's sports and beating records is the least of our problems. Yeah, that's not the issue. <laughs> How about? Uh, yeah, so I think in the Catholic sphere, no one is actually engaging with it because they would rather just get a soundbite and uh, make people laugh because they say things like, this person is pretending to be a woman and uh, you can't pretend. Bah. Was I? Am I wrong? Like when we were in high school, at least every chastity speaker talked about homosexuality a little bit because that was the hot topic, you know? I thought the hot topic was – anyway. Hot topic. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say. I something. thought the hot topic was Rue Twenty One or whatever. I was gonna say something along the lines of I thought hot topic was those big bright pink I heart boobies wristbands, <laughs> <laughs> which somehow oh my gosh. kids were allowed to wear. Anyway, so yes, I I don't know. I don't really remember much from high school. It was a bit of a mm-hmm. it was a bit of a bit of a blur. <laughs> bit, of a, bit of a Mountain Dew induced haze for me. <laughs> So, I had too much Mountain Dew. But I, I'll take I'll take your word for it that homosexuality was was brought up at most of these things because I that I sounds know. correct. I, I just feel like remembering that was a thing that we talked about often. Yes, in youth group, you know, we would go through a, a thing about marriage, and someone would ask a question about what about gay? Can gay people get married? And then we would have a conversation. I feel about like it. we still we have that. I feel like that hasn't gone away. I feel no, like it still it still happens. But like, I don't remember the questions about like, well, can a man be a woman in two thousand and. Sure. 14 2015 sure. right um but now my high schoolers are asking me that question mm. 
yeah. my you know it's like hi, I know I know high schoolers that are having friends that are deciding that they are not the gender they were born in mm-hmm. as as 14 year olds and I yeah, guess that's not something there was one I just speak from my personal experience there was one guy in my high school he was in the trumpet section and he uh transitioned in like his senior year or something to uh-huh. to presenting as a woman and I don't know if he went through surgery or whatever but it was like we the band director sat us down and said hey everybody Connor is now I probably shouldn't use his real name um uh Josh is now Jessica um so you know if you have any questions you can ask but this is what you know he's decided to do or she's decided to do or whatever he said at the time and then it was like that was like a that was kind of earth shattering for all of us because that was the first because we like knew that that happened in a general sense but it was yeah. like and now I feel like kids who are in high school today that's a much more than a one in two thousand student occurrence because I'm pretty sure he was the only student in the whole school that did that yeah at least when I was there but now it's like probably wouldn't be shocked if I went to Olathe South High School and there were between ten and twenty five you know yeah so. Yeah, and, and I guess, like, I, I my question is, like, where is the Avera for this group of people? Do you know, know what I mean? What, I don't know what that is. Avera. Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes yeah. Saying. Like, where, yeah, I guess I guess that, that phrase was hard to... That to, was a tough phrase to parse. Where is where is the Avera, but for this group of people? Like, where where are the people that are saying, like, I, you know, I, I have, you know, same-sex attraction, but I am living out the Catholic uh, vision for the body because I know that that is how God intended it. You know, that sort of thing. Like, I, I guess... Like what? What are we doing to address this problem? Because I don't think it's a. <laughs> I don't know. It. You're right. It's. I, I. One. One thing I think is the main difference is that the culture war is more uh, engaging than it was seven years ago. Uh huh. It's more important in the minds and the in the minds of people. What's all people um, think about? Is and so posturing to be correct for the next yeah next round of whatever it is and i mean Same. i i in a conversation recently i was having a conversation with a friend and i came to the conclusion not not based on their actions but on but in general i was like i think the two most dogmatic people uh the two most dogmatic groups of people are um old church ladies and uh people that identify as lgbtq plus Yes. Incredibly dogmatic. Mm-hmm. A lot of words. A lot of... A lot of words. A lot of vocabulary that you have to know. Yeah. Um, and if you don't know it, you're evil. Right. And I was like... I, I, can't, I was coming to a point where I was having this conversation and I was like, Oh, no. Oh, no. Steven Crowder is kind of right. I never wanted to say that. He's a jerk. And I think that's still true. But I don't know. It's like... What was he right about? He was right about the absurdity of all of this. Was he the only person to point out the absurdity of? No, but he's he like I I think I think out of all the people that I've seen pointing out the absurdity of all of this, he's been the most like parody of it. Sure, you know that's fair. Yeah, like he he's I feel like he he's he the did kind dress of guy. up like a woman and go into a Planet Fitness. I forgot about yes, that. yeah. <laughs> that but but I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Not right? that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I do know that reference from Seinfeld. <laughs> but like I think 
in terms of I, I mean I guess maybe when I watch them like come on like don't don't make a straw man you know yeah. don't don't try to engage on a level of of charity right but try you know to what engage the, in good the straw faith. men are made of when you go into the guts turns out they're made of straw no it's oh. money <laughs> <laughs> it's freaking money baby <laughs> no one no one tells you that um but anyway i mean i guess like i don't know where where are the where's the the uh the eden invitation for i don't yeah. know what they're doing but like where is sure. you know courage international for mm-hmm. for people that struggle with transgenderism i mean I, yeah well i think it's it's hard to struggle with transgenderism and and yet also remain a catholic in good standing you know what i mean yeah, I guess I it's, understand what you're saying. There's yeah. like a tricky, like when let's say you're you experience homosexual attractions, uh, and your or same sex attractions rather, and you you don't have to your identity, like there there's a conversation to be had there about not placing your identity in your uh, attractions and in your feelings and in you know what you are drawn towards. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, it's who you are. You are still a son. You are still a daughter. Like that doesn't go away. It's way easier to have that conversation, but you try to have that same conversation with someone who believes that fundamentally that their identity is different and not yeah. just in like a, these are my desires, but like, this is who I am. Then it's like way, like there's so many more hurdles to, to jump through, to get them to the point yeah. where they can start to hear that where that's like you are not your desires you are not your attractions you are uh this person who has been created and and this is how you've been created and your your creation is a gift like it's really difficult to say that when someone who genuinely believes that like my creation is not a gift this is actually a, a prison that i'm in yeah and so i think it, we don't see it yet because it's gosh <laughs> I, I don't know of anybody who has experienced the transgender, and this is just me being anecdotal. I don't know of anybody who's experienced the transgender. I don't even know what to call it. Cause it's not same sex attraction. It's like, you don't experience transgenderism. I don't know what the phrase is. Um, I, I mean like the, the, the SSA, but for, but for transgenderism has been like, well, you experience gender dysphoria gender. Yeah. But people don't like that. No, you know, like it. I don't, and I'm fine with using it, but I, I would just rather not turn anybody away. So, uh, people who identify as trans, people who identify as trans, thank you. People who identify as trans, there's not many people who have gone and then come back. I guess that's true. You know, it just it just seems to be that's a way harder. Uh, once you cross the river, you know, you're across the river. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just like, I, I just, I feel like we have a pastoral emergency on our hands and we have, we don't, we don't have uh, the tools to, to combat. Yeah. I mean, and it's, and it's not because, oh, look, like every, every other kid is identifying as trans, but it's like, although that is a problem. Yes, but it's like, and it's, but it, the other problem is that like teachers are being instructed to go along with this. Yeah. To hide things from the child's parent. Um, counselors are like therapists. It, Phoebe was telling me that in social work ethic, social work ethics, it's, it's considered unethical to contradict someone's gender identity. Um, unethical? It is unethical to contradict someone's gender identity, the way they identify. Mm. 
It sounds like that lawyer. It's like, it's unethical for you to tell me that I'm going to jail. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, like, it's, it's, I just, I want to know how, because I want to know how to have conversations with people about this, right? Because it's Mm -hmm. like, because like there, there's, it's, there are a lot of similarities between, between this issue and the, the issue that we had with, with homosexual attraction. Mm -hmm. Not that that issue's over either. But it's like you can have you have to have conversations on two levels conversations uh, for people who conversations for people who are actually experiencing the thing and conversations for people who are like, well, you know, to each their own, you know, like if it's not affecting me, it's not affecting me, you know, like who am I to judge that sort of thing? Not to pull that card, but I do hear that often from people like I can't judge. But yes, you can. You just judged. If I if I dead name someone, you are going to judge me for that. And that's fine. It's fine. But like you have to recognize that you are making a universal moral judgment saying that it is wrong for me to do this thing. It is it is objectively wrong to be a turf. I don't know, should we should we define terms for people? No, I think if people care they'll look them up. Yeah. Or they already know them, and I don't think it's worth your time to look them up if you don't know them. <laughs> yeah. Um I try to learn the I try to learn the words so that I can talk to people. Sure. I do the same thing with Protestantism. But um, I don't know. I just I want to know. I want to know how to have these conversations, and I want. Uh, I I mean, I just why won't the church do something? You know, like why 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 aren't we why aren't we like why isn't is is someone maybe they're doing it but it's not public? I don't know. I just want to do everything that I can because I'm seeing it happen more and more, mm-hmm. and I in 2016 I was thinking about you know writing a book on gender complementarity right. and thinking about how important it was and the transgenderism thing was just kind of in my periphery mm-hmm. right i was like i guess this could help with people that are that are trying to figure out what the meaning of gender is and then the more and more and more i thought and i thought about it and thought about it and thought about it i was like no this is the most important aspect of this of this teaching mm. like this is the this is this is a uh the the ideologues at the fancy pantsy universities are winning ethan they're winning no, they're not going to win. But no, and I also don't think they are. selection bias. Yeah, I don't think they're winning. No, you don't think so. I think the vast majority of Americans see the inherent contradiction in the transgenderism movement. Oh, you think so? Yes. I okay. Do. Well, then we have nothing to worry about. No. Well, I, oh, no, oh, that's, oh, okay. that's not what I'm saying either. I'm just saying. Oh, wrong way. Other direction. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm. I'm just saying that we because. Uh, sound like a crazy person, but because the media is controlled by uh, some small <laughs> groups of people yeah. that uh, have a, a vested interest in not upsetting a certain group of the American populace, those things just appear way more common than they actually are. Yeah. It appears more, well, I, I mean, it be, I don't, I don't watch the news as you know, the reason why it appears common to me is because I've been doing uh birth, birth birth preparation classes mm-hmm. and they are referring to me as a birthing partner oh, and my yes. wife is a birthing person mm-hmm. um that is the funniest one to me birthing person uh i don't know if you're familiar with the gender neutral term chest feeding oh gosh uh, i know <laughs> it's interesting but it's like but the crazy the fun part was was everyone in the class was a heterosexual cisgendered couple sure. um who are we doing this for right that was my thing. I was like, who are we doing this for? This this dovetails beautifully 
with an article that I read recently. Yeah. One of my favorite Substack essayists is N.S. Lyons. You read this guy? No. Uh, he's amazing. He's done some really, really insightful stuff on China uh, and understanding China. China, the rise of China and understanding how their economy is as powerful as it is and like th- the policy decisions that had to be made in order to get them in the position that they're in where they have like mm-hmm. a billion people, you know, like yeah. it's just crazy to think about. Uh, but then he also has, has written on just general uh, things of culture and Western culture and a lot on COVID stuff and vaccine mandates and these kinds of things from a very intelligent and, and thoughtful point of view. So I really like Ennis Lyons. Everybody should subscribe to his Substack and give him money. I hope he's a man. I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> not that I'd be upset if he's a woman, but I'm just, anyway, can't tread too lightly these days. Yeah, right. <laughs> but he wrote an article about the Canadian trucker thing. Sure. And his whole point in the article, the main thesis was that this is not about right-wing people versus left-wing people. And this is more of a class thing. And the class thing is not even upper class versus lower class, which is, you know, what it was in the French, you know, if you remember the French Revolution. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I remember I was there. Yeah, yeah we were all there. Um, just hanging out. Jean Valjean. Um, <laughs> not, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that play is not about the French Revolution. Stephen Lewis told me that. It's it's about France, which is good enough for me. It's it was the class division that the trucker thing in Canada was actually about is about there's a class of people who are college educated and who get to live and operate in the virtual space. Mm-hmm. And when you live and operate in the virtual space, there's lots of things at your disposal. You get to work from home. You get to do everything you need to do from a laptop. Maybe sometimes even just a smartphone. You can order things to your house. Uh, You can, um, if you're in a certain position of power, you can take information and disseminate it. Mm -hmm. Even further up the chain, you could take uh, entire stories and change narratives because you live entirely in the information, media, virtual ecosystem. Yes. And that's the whole place where you operate from. On the other hand, and these are the truckers, you have people who live in the physical world. Mm-hmm. And the entire virtual thing exists because of the physical thing, right? The truckers basically were fed up with all the fact that these people could mandate whatever they wanted and decide whatever they wanted and do all these things. And they're like, great, well, I'm going to put a truck in your front yard and you try to move it with your, <laughs> little, with your little notebook, your little laptop, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and it, it didn't go well. And what was the response from the virtuals? They responded the only way that they knew how, which was to manipulate the narrative, right? Which is all these people are Nazis. They're, you know, this, or the other thing, which is all not true. There was only one Nazi flag at the whole thing. And he was promptly, I think, beat up and escorted out, right? Like, yeah, sure. That, so it was not a Nazi thing. It was not a super far right wing thing. It had nothing to do with Trumpism. It had everything to do with people were being fed up that their lives were being controlled by the people who get to sit on their laptops in their rooms. Right. And they have to be out in the world and do stuff. But what do the virtuals do? They responded with the narrative and then they responded with, well, we're actually going to take your bank accounts. <laughs> Goodness <laughs> we're gonna, gracious. We're going to freeze your, your assets. And. Okay. Truck's still in your front yard. Tr- exactly. Truck is still, <laughs> truck is still yeah. in your front yard, but the, <clears throat> what we're seeing I don't remember how I got into this point. I was telling about this. I was talking about how it dovetailed. What were we talking about before? 
We were talking about the narrative, the transgender the, narrative. The transgender narrative, yes. There are people, a lot of people out in, in this country who live still in the physical space. Mm-hmm. Who see things at, physically as they are, right? And so that extends to all the way down to like a body, right? They see like a person being born and they're like, that's, that is this person, right? But when you live in the virtual space, that is your, your response to things is then you can say, you can change narratives, you can change information and people are just used to being able to have that ability and being able Mm -hmm. to have that, that power. I probably had a much better point than what I did, but I got so into the trucker thing that I, I, I forgot what I was talking about. But you're talking about you're talking about how it's selection bias and, and the um the transgender movement might not actually be as powerful as we think it is. Yeah. And I, I guess that's that sums up my whole point then, because I think there are a lot of people who are the virtuals who really believe that this is this is everything. And there are a lot more people who are the physicals than than we realize. Mm-hmm. Because they don't operate in the same world as the virtuals. And so those of us that kind of have who straddle it a little bit, you know, like I really don't feel like I'm a virtual per se, but I could mm-hmm. do all of my work from a laptop, you know, like I kind of do, I am college educated. I, I do, you know, would be considered that kind of person. I don't yeah. work with my hands. I deal mostly in information mm-hmm. and, and digital money that just moves around, which is crazy. <laughs> Uh, so I, I guess I want, you, I want you to say something because I don't know what I'm saying. My point, please, I think Sorry, it's just like derailed you. No, no, no. You're right in I that am. it's probably not. It's not. It's not like everyone you know believes this, but the virtuals do have this power, and in the in in I'm. Um, reading Foucault, I was reading Foucault Ooh. about like knowledge, not the, 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 uh, knowledge, power, knowledge and how knowledge and power are, are linked. And that's not exclusively Foucault, but it sounds a lot like a friend of mine named Heidegger. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, yes. Yeah. But, um, it's like the, the, the ability to create knowledge is power. The ability to hold knowledge and disseminate it is power. And I think, there are people that are being hurt because they they receive all their information from the digital space. How is it possible that a random person in a random teenager in Kentucky has the same vocabulary as the the Silicon Valley power brokers about what mm-hmm. is good and what it's because they're they're plugged in. Yes. Right? Oh my yes. gosh, throw away your kid's smartphone. Yeah. Please. Yeah. What if you have not done this yet, please do it. Please do it. I don't. I I want to throw away my smartphone. Please, please do it. I understand. I know it's good for you to communicate with them. That's fine. Throw it away. <laughs> throw just, it away. Yeah. I, I would know. rather you put a tracking chip under your kid's skin than give them a smartphone because at I, least you yeah. can't watch porn on a tracking chip. It's true. <laughs> I mean, it's just so true. But like, this is this is why. This is the like the. Where we spend our time is where we like we 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 just we are the things that we read right we are the information that we take in and so like if if we spend if we spend an hour of our week going to church an hour of our week going to a small group thing and then you know the other 158 hours what no 100 and 
18 hours of our week on our phones, then that's where we're going to get all of our information, right? In, in the virtual space, the fake world. I also think this is interesting, too, with the whole – you've heard of this thing going on in Ukraine. I have. I am I'm totally off the news for Lent. It's been amazing. I found out a way to go into the code of my laptop and and make it so that the internet is banned for oh, wow. <laughs> I I banned the internet and I banned Reddit and I banned news. It was amazing. I don't know why I haven't done this before. I honestly didn't know it was possible. I thought you had to use like stupid blockers on your browser. How do you think the blockers out. did it? Code. code. Yeah, I know. I just it's crazy what you can do. So I haven't been I and the crazy thing is is that there's this is the other thing too is just before Lent I did see some things going on about the Ukraine and you know what I did see everybody posting the yellow and blue flag and everybody talking about how just much they love the Ukrainians and all these things it just it feels like it, not that I I, I don't want to I don't I'm going to trust that you all know that I, I don't support like the bombing of civilians and all these things. Like I'm just going to trust <laughs> yes. that everybody understands that I believe all the proper things to believe about just warfare and wanting to protect the innocent. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm just not going to bother myself with that. It just is crazy to me that everyone's full focus and attention can be diverted to something that's happening 10,000 miles away. Mm-hmm. And we can make the decision as a country to, to sanction another country, which drives up gas prices for everybody here. And, and ends up hurting the average person more for the sake of some moral posturing, right? Mm-hmm. And it just it seems so s- flawless in the way that it happens, right? Oh, it's, yeah, and the sanctions don't do anything. No. Yeah, no, it, you can yeah you can sanction all you want. And yes, no, it is it's purely posturing, yes. It's all yeah. posturing, and I think it's the same thing with transgender mm-hmm. stuff. It's like... For the sake, like people's souls are being irrevocably harmed mm-hmm. for the sake of some posturing, right? Mm-hmm. Like because because the oh, and, and if class, you want to know if you want to know my if you want my take on the Ukraine thing real quick, sure. That posturing is, is exactly what Putin wants, and Absolutely. he will, and he he want he wants to know that that's the only the, as far as the West will go. Yes, it's just now you can't sell us things anymore. It's like okay. We're going to light up our buildings yellow and blue to show you how much of a big meanie you are, Mr. Putin. I don't know if you know know this, but uh, the Mexico to Russia has a billion people in it. So uh, (laughs) he he will find someone to buy the oil, I promise. Mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah. But no, I I do think it's funny that um, I I was thinking about this in mass. I was like, in in, in three weeks, we will have forgotten about the Ukraine and we will only be complaining about the gas prices. Yes. I'm exactly. very, I'm very excited for three weeks from now when everyone's forgotten, and we're all just being like, "Man, I can't believe Joe Biden drove up the gas prices single-handedly." And they get those little stickers and say, "I did that," and it's like, "Great, this is amazing. I love that people are dying, and this is what we're doing." Yes, <laughs> that's just posturing in the other it's direction. The, <laughs> I, I remember what I was going to say with the trucker thing, but it's like your your birthing class, right? Yes, like it's this, posturing. Who is this for? Posturing, right? It's there is a fear of the virtual class of people this is what this is why i brought this up is there's a fear that the virtual class of people if they find out that you are not in compliance they will take you down right and so because every, and it's 
because they have that ability to to maneuver information, because they have the ability, the ability to yeah. change the narrative, and because they have the ability to seize your bank account, which I don't feel like enough people are worried about. <laughs> you yeah. know, like because it's I don't want to be conspiratorial because I would go to jail. But, <laughs> yeah, but the Catholic Church holds to be true everything that that the virtual class hates, right? Mm-hmm. And so if they could decide that I could just not buy the house that I want to buy, right? They mm-hmm. could just decide that you and Phoebe no longer get paid from your church by because you, you support hate speech, and they could just freeze your accounts. I never, like, I never told you about this, but I was having a conversation with, a, uh, with, a, with, an, ad, with an ad company that was selling um, – someone asked, like, oh, why haven't we been sponsored by – you know, various companies you hear on other podcasts. And I was talking to a, uh, a broker on the phone and he was like, Oh yeah. Like we just got to make sure like you talk about the, your are I'm like, yeah, we're a clean podcast, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, we just, we had to drop someone because they said something bad about feminism. And I was like, man, feminism can take it. Right. It's a, it's okay. It's okay. People say bad things about feminists all the time. I, the word turf is against certain breeds of feminists, right? It's like, mm-hmm. we can, we can talk about things. I promise. We're not going to be, I was like, we, we can critique people in good faith, right? And I, that was just what was in the back of my head, but I never heard back from him. I think he listened mm. to one of our episodes. But I was like, I was like, yeah, like we we may have said some things in the past about feminism, but like, did the feminists get their feelings hurt? Sad. Were they were they not manly enough to take it, Ethan? <laughs> <laughs> but this is my point, right? It's like it's like the it's this it's it's the most dogmatic people i've met besides like church ladies yes most dogmatic yes like you cannot you cannot step out of line Mm -hmm. and it's like and you know me i'm not i'm not a hard line like oh these feminazis and the triggly puffs i'm not i'm not that i don't even know what that word was but i'm scared of it that was that was a throwback to 2011 i'm not the kind of guy that's like oh all these lefties like i'm a i i i have been accused of being a flaming liberal before Okay. By me, by Ethan Stevie, and, <laughs> and forgets I'm, that I'm the one that thinks Patrick's a liberal. I'm trying my best to to understand where people are coming from because my job is I'm not a polemicist. Uh-huh. I'm an evangelist. That's mm-hmm. what I do. I try my best, and the like. I know from church history that like some of the most devout and 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 influential Catholics of all time were at one point Gnostics and anti-christian crusaders and heretics and like generally not catholic people um and so i don't have any problem engaging someone who is not catholic because i know that if ambrose was like that we wouldn't have augustine you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i know that if if uh what's his name yeah (laughs) sure like we wouldn't have saint paul if it wasn't for oh my gosh this guy's cornelia no Ananias. Ananias. Yeah. I was going to say Aeneas, but that's not. No. That's the guy from the boat book. The other one, not that one. Um, The last thing I'll say, and then we can go to Dr. Ethan's Dean Corner. The, the th- I think we'll start to see a, a, an increase in effective ministry to transgender people. When hell freezes over. I'm just kidding. No. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) But also, really. Yeah. Uh, But it, when it's the, it's the same thing that we have to do to minister to anybody. It's, can you look them in the eyes and treat them like a human being 
that has been created by God and, and loved by God into existence and invite them into deeper relationship with him. And right now, it's hard to say it, but like all of the, pretty much anything, I can't think of a single resource that I would point a transgender person to about the Catholic church without being like worried that they'll stumble across some guest or some interview or something that, that says, well, it's just men pretending to be women, you know? Yeah. Regardless of whether or not like you and I or the church generally agrees with that sentiment, it's not going to be a sentiment that tells a person like, Hey, you are valued and you are cared about and, and you are worth loving. And I just mm-hmm. don't think there's any of that because we're so, because, because transgenders are just like a, like a, a they are out there. It's they are they. out there and yeah. they, depending on how, how good our rhetoric is, are either going to be convinced to our side or convinced to their side. And right now you listen to podcasts, you listen to YouTube channels and people are just like, they just treat them like a, they like just a unit. It's like a voting block, mm-hmm. you know? And right now, Catholics and Christians are not doing anything to win over that voting block. If we even wanted to think about it in that way. If you know of anyone who is, please, please send them our, send, send us their email and we'll have them on the show. I want to talk about this. Because everything that I've heard is just, I can't believe that, you know, it's, it's so crazy. It's just, you're, you are a biological, it's just sex. It's not gender, but it's just, it's a bunch, just a bunch of useless talking points. Mm Mm-hmm. The, the reason that they're all going over to the, to, the, to the other side, the side of the virtuals, the side of the left, the side of the radicals, all those things, is because those people say, come on in. Come as you are. We accept you. Which are the things that we should be saying because we have the grace and to the be able to banners. say that. Well, that too. It's, it, and it's not that all are welcome to the sacraments. And it's not that all are welcome regardless of your whatever. All of the same things still apply to anybody. Florida Keys, come as you are. Come as you are. I, I saw I saw an ad in the Nashville airport that says, the Florida Keys, come as you are. And I was like, the Florida Keys is a church. All right, anyway. You get what I'm trying to say. Yes, I we're, do. We're, we're drastically failing because we'd rather be right and own the libs instead of being Christians. Mm-hmm. It drives me up the wall. All right, we can go to Dr. Dangler. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, we didn't talk much about gender complementarity, but. No, we didn't. I thought no. I thought transgenderism was your whole thing. Yeah, it was. Well, I mean, I, I was going to talk about that. I was going to talk about transgenderism a little bit, and then I want to talk about gender complementarity a little bit because I, I I guess I'll say one thing that I learned. Please. It's like um, a lot of, I think a lot of TOB people. Yeah. A lot of like marriage theology people, a lot of like, a lot of anti-trans people. They are like, uh, they they stop at the sign and they don't go to what the sign signifies. Mm, mm-hmm. They stop at this is what marriage is and they don't go on this. They go this is a great mystery, but they don't go <laughs> on to and by that I mean Christ and the church. Yes, and this is what um, I learned a few things. For instance, that uh, marriage is a sign for God's love was so fallen that we needed the chaste love of a mother and son as the new Adam and the new Eve to show mm. us what real love looks like. That's pretty good. Um, I learned that, um, man being man or woman being, um, 
it's the Adam and Eve thing that I've heard. I don't know if you've heard this before, but like Adam was made with just animals and and plants and and material matter in the garden, and Eve was made with a person in the garden, and so. Mm. Adam's like his vista, his horizon only saw materials and God, but Eve saw like Adam first and everything else was just in the periphery. And so this is like, oh, see, like man is man is more objective and woman is more subjective. Like man has to do more with creation and woman has to do more with people. I learned that that's not, that doesn't mean like, I mean, I learned a better way to formulate it than that. Cause that sounds like, oh, you can't have, you can't deal with people. You're a man means like a man might be more inclined to the material than the personal but if man and woman are given fully to each other in marriage if everything that is phoebe's is mine and everything that's mine is phoebe's that means that the domain of the material and the personal are both mine and phoebe's yes so anyway learning a lot about gender complementarity i'm gonna write that gosh darn book i'm not gonna write the book about brotherhood it's stupid it's just (laughs) it's so dumb it was dumb. If I ever write it, kick me in the pants because it wasn't ever good. It was never going to be good. It was just like, hey, you want to learn how to be a man? Read this book. No. No. If you want to learn how to be a man, get a job that you have to actually work at. You know, find a nice girl, love her like Jesus, and then have kids. That's what you want to be a man. That's my roadmap. There. That'll be fifteen ninety nine, please. Patrick. What? You're right. Thank you. <laughs> you want to you want to learn my you want to know what the Brotherhood book was going to be? That was what it was going to be. That was going to be it. Dang it! I just saved sixteen bucks. Get a freaking job. I don't know. <laughs> no. If I, you want to hear more of this, join us at the New Polity Conference first weekend of June. New Polity podcast exclusively on gender right now. It's pretty boring currently. Excited for when they go back to a real topic. Oh my gosh! I was listening to that podcast and I was like, "This is this is good stuff. I liked yeah. it. Little I really dull. liked it. Little dull." Well, yeah, quality guys need they need to like do some coke or something before they start recording. It's just (laughs) it's pretty it's pretty dull, I will say. I mean, they're not they're not they're not uh, their their podcast is not after our audience. This is what we do. I I I told Jacob this. I was like, we we are the Prometheus. We take from them and we give to the, the 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 normal people like us. Yeah, yeah. I just there's just not many podcasts that are good anymore. No, you know? that's true. Like, every podcast has become either super self-serious or devolved into parody. <laughs> and there's nothing There's nothing that's earnest while simultaneously not uh, not just being normie, you know? Like, yeah. I want another podcast exactly like ours, but it's not ours. <laughs> and I want to listen to it every day. And I want it to make <laughs> me laugh. But there's no one that doesn't exist. No, it doesn't. I think we've been saved by our inability to scale. <laughs> That's I would agree. I think we, we we have never scaled. We're still using the same gosh darn microphones we bought in 2017. Why do we need to get new ones? These one works great. I know, right? My microphone cable cuts out sometimes, but hey. Yeah, all right. Sorry. Dr. Ethan's dating corner. All right, you came to the right place, you ding-dong. It's called communication, baby. <laughs> Welcome to Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner, sponsored by me. It's me. I'm sponsored by me. And... Uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and you can Venmo Patrick at... You can Venmo me. 
Um, oh, did I tell you we're we're uh, I'm 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 making the crunch into a five hundred one c three. Oh, good. Yeah, I found out that we can do that. Nice. Why pay taxes? Um. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I am. Laws also, are arbitrary. We'll still have to pay taxes, but the crunch won't. Uh, I'm meeting my girlfriend's parents for the first time, and we don't speak the same language. Please advise. Greetings, Mr. Dr. Ethan and Mr. Patrick. Uh, I am a 25-year-old man, and my girlfriend is 23. Too young. Um, I am from the American Midwest, and my girlfriend is from Mexico. Ooh. Uh, she Are these my in-laws? <laughs> like 20 years ago. She has been living temporarily in the U.S. for a while, and we've been dating for several months during that time. Now she has returned home to her country, and our relationship has transitioned to long distance. Good. I am preparing to travel to Mexico to visit her. I will be staying with her and her family for a week. In Mexico, it is normal for young adults to live with their parents until marriage. Um, oh, well, yes. Yeah. It should be normal in America, too, but it's not. Um, and I will be meeting her parents for the first time. But I only speak a little Spanish, and the rest of her family speaks no English. I have never been to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I get the impression her family might be skeptical of this new American boyfriend their daughter has come home with, especially given the culture in Mexico. I need to knock this out of the park and win over the family. Again, I do not speak the language, and I am very white, which is I stick out in this part of Mexico. Thank you for your expert advice. Show up in a sombrero. That's all I got for <laughs> They will appreciate That's culture, right? Anytime they ask you anything, just go. Listen, I watched Coco. Okay. I watched Coco. Representation matters. The Mexicans were represented, and I now understand their culture fully. That's how Disney shows work. The other day, my wife, uh, she has a I'm babysitting kidding. gig in addition to her uh, nursing gig. And she was babysitting this new house. She had never been there before. And they got some people out back working on the pool. They're doing some gotcha. pool work. And there's some workers back there. One of them is a Mexican national, right? Knocks on the window and he's asking for a lighter. He needs to, he's on a cigarette break, right? Wants to, wants to smoke a cigarette. Emma was like, I don't know. And he like, he, he typed it into this phone, you know, cause you can do the Google translate. And it was like, is there a lighter? Cause he didn't speak any English. Like, is there yeah. a lighter? And Emma's had to type into her phone and translate to Spanish. I don't know where the lighter is. I'm just the babysitter. And the guy was like that. And I was like, you should have just found the lighter. Give it to you. Get the guy a smoke break. She's like, well, it's not my house. Anyway, I told Emma, she needs to learn that phrase in Spanish and have it be the only thing she knows in Spanish. (laughs) So that anytime (laughs) anybody says anything to her, she can just say, I don't know where the lighter is. I'm just the babysitter. (laughs) And I think if, if you learned that phrase, they would be so impressed that you could, I mean, you, 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 they would let you marry her on the spot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, no conozco donde a lighter. That's uh, exactly solo what I said. Una. I, <laughs> I said, I think I said, in fuego small. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where the small fire is. Yo solo. Uh, here's, here's what I think you should do. I think sorry, if you, if La babysitter. <laughs> I think you should get a Duolingo and you need to speed run that thing. You need to <laughs> speed run Duolingo. It's honestly, it's not about, um, you want to, you want to be, you want to make as good of an attempt as you can make. They're not, they know you don't speak Spanish, right? Yeah. Yes. They know that your daughter likes you enough to fly to Mexico from the American Midwest, apparently, in the middle of a global pandemic. Yeah, the middle of one. All right, we're in the middle of it. it not even pandemic, close to the end. And that pandemic is Russian fascism, dude. Oh, gosh. I've heard... <laughs> have, have I... Have I 
Am I st- <laughs> that's the least intimidating thing I've ever heard in my know, life. But that's what people are calling him. They're oh, gosh. It's like, we're going to take down Pootler. Guess what? A- there have been other dictators, and there still are. We can Jen, stop. Jen Saki is doing her kickboxing class and calling the kickboxing bag Pootler every time she hits it. And oh she feels very goodness. empowered. Oh, my goodness. Have, yeah. I, have, I, have I got on my soapbox with you about, about we're in the middle of a global pandemic? No, maybe I, we're not. I feel like it's very similar to my. We're my not in the middle of a global. Pa- we were in the middle of a global pandemic in September of 2020. Patrick, we're at the end think, of a global pandemic. Patrick, you don't. We're, no, this is this is just the beginning. You know where I went earlier today? A Cracker Barrel with no mask on and everyone's still alive. We're not in the middle of a global. Pa- you couldn't do that in 2020. Come on, Patrick, Patrick. We've been doing that in Oklahoma for a year now. Well, I mean, it's in Texas, so yeah, it's same That's same true. deal Texas, here. But Texas like, and Oklahoma are, I guess right. my 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 point is, stop saying we're in the middle of a global pandemic. I made that joke to Phoebe, and she's like, "No one's saying that." Middle of our birthing class, people were like, "And we're in we're in a global pandemic." You know, it's a global one. Uh, in everyone the middle, around in the, the middle globe. of a birthing class. <laughs> uh, anyway, you're flying to Mexico. In the middle of a global pandemic. In the middle of a global pandemic, el el pandem. No, anyway. Um, <laughs> El Pandemico Global. Just make sure you learn all the pleasantries like uh, Puedo ir al baño. Pretty good. Can I go to the bathroom? <laughs> My brother Nick, when he needs to go to the bathroom, he says, okay, I got to go use the basura. The basura. <laughs> Which means trash can. Trash can, <laughs> yes. Uh, um, just learn some very basic things like uh, like so, to be able to say to the mom, like, you look so nice today. To be able to say to the dad, like, thank you for welcoming me into your home. Like, yes. just some pretty basic phrases that you can say. Care uh, talk about. I'm be, sorry. That's, that's from white they chicks. Don't, <laughs> they, don't, they don't expect you to be fluent. But if you make an effort and they can tell that you're making an effort and maybe, like, accidentally have one of them catch you, like, on Duolingo, like, in the hallway or something, you know, like, set it up. Yeah. But don't conspire to do it because you could go to jail. You could go to jail. And I, I don't. I hear Mexican prisons are pretty bad against, pretty bad on conspiracy. Do you have any other tips? You know Spanish. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was at a mission. Um, I was at a mission. The doing my, doing my parish mission, and 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 half the half the teens are 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 Hispanic. And one of the moms came up to pick her, pick up her son. And I was like, so did you enjoy the uh, the Spanish the talk? Did you enjoy the the adult session? And she just pointed at her son and said Nicholas. And I was like, oh. That you don't speak Spanish, or you don't even speak English. <laughs> you very clearly don't speak English. Um, crap, I can't talk to you because I don't yeah. remember Spanish. I forgot Spanish. One time, I met a family outside of a, a Target, mm-hmm. and it looked they had the the dad was playing an accordion, and they were like panhandling, right? Yes. And I went up to him. I started speaking very broken Spanish, like "Como te llama?" You know, what's your name? Is, yeah. was, is what that is. Yes. Uh, and, you know, all these Como things. Como Bonita, Shakira, Shakira. <laughs> and I started speaking, like, broken Spanish to them, and they were like, what? Turns out they're from Albania. <laughs> Ethan. I had no Ethan. idea. I, well, I mean, that's I okay. That's better. That's better than, that's be better honest, than, it's Oklahoma City. So you're they, right. I mean, they, they looked Mexican. Sure. Which I don't. The accordion. Like I don't know if the accordion is a, I don't is know a categorically is. Mexican instrument, but I guess you know. But we did that. We did that Google Translate thing back and forth. Turns out they were Catholic. I said, I said Catolico, which again is Spanish. But they they, <laughs> they were understood. Like, yes, and I and I asked them if they wanted to pray a Hail Mary, and they were like, yes. And we prayed a Hail Mary together. That's it amazing. Was beautiful. 
Yeah, except That's I prayed so, it in Albanian and I prayed it in English. You should have both so, prayed it in Latin. And like, well, you know. Do you want to pray Divine Mercy Chaplet? Eternal Father. I, that's from the pillar. I made a that pillar reference. Pillar. You're too much on the pillar. These I'm days. too much in the pillar. I'm too on the pillar. That's a that's a that's a podcast. That's we got to get that. Ed Condon on the on the pod. Maybe that'll be one of my guests when you're gone. I think. Um, yeah. I, who said I'm going to be gone? For Pat Ernity leave. No, literally, uh, Leo's coming on the pod. Leo? Yeah, Leo. That's his name. Really? We, we named think. the baby. We named. We think so. I didn't know we named the baby, and it we was did. public knowledge. No, we're not. I mean, we're, we're not telling people. But this is I on just, a podcast. Oh shoot! Nobody listened to this part. <laughs> Everyone skipped. No, we're not. We're not like keeping it a secret. Gotcha. Yeah, but we want to make sure that we we want to make sure that we see him first before we set it in stone. Because like, what if he looks like an Ernest? Sure. I would name my kid Ernest. The good news about Leo is that you have a nice on ramp to naming your next three sons: Raphael, Donatello, and uh, Michael. Oh, Lincoln. you've definitely made this joke before. Um, no. You have. The pagans Maybe. are going to be confused why um, my son Leo was born in April, but that's fine. I'm going to be confused when your son is born. He doesn't carry two swords on his back and have a blue bandana around his eyes. <laughs> and you should be more concerned about that than about anything I else. never watched the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Do you remember that blogger on Twitter who went VM, who went by VMNT blog? Do you remember that guy? Yes. Yeah, I always I one time I asked him if that's the Travatican Mutant Ninja Turtles and he got very upset. He did not think that was funny. He was a, he was an angry guy. He was, I, but I thought I it remember. was funny. Yeah. Anyway. <sighs> well, back to the old grind, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, tell me about it. Wednesdays, am I right? Hump day. Uh, hump days in Lent. <laughs> it's like one of those those double humped camels. Oh, my contact is bothering a me. Drama, oh, it popped out of my no, no. eye at the end of the show. I don't have time for this. All right. Well, patreon.com slash the crunch discord that GG in the description. Join our discord. Andrew Jordan, you're listening to this. Why aren't you in the discord? This What's is ridiculous. The deal? There's a significant lack of Andrew Jordan in the discord. Please join. We're only like 10 people away from 200. When oh, we get yeah, to 200, so me and Patrick are going to do, we're going to start a YouTube channel. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> I didn't say we we're gonna post any videos. We're just gonna, <laughs> we're just gonna have one. Just have the channel. Uh, <laughs> Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? Uh, remember, laws are arbitrary, but podcasts <laughs> are forever. Yes. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we'll see you all next week. <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.